Hey guys, it's Anthony. Come back to another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. And today's topic is this past weekend's race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. For the Cup Series, and on Saturday, we saw the Xfinity Series race there as well. And we saw a completely different race from Saturday to Sunday, guys. I don't know about you guys, but Saturday, it gave me that old school 90s feel that we saw Daytona's and Talladega's. That's what the race sort of gave me. It was hotter and slicker than it was in when they first came here in the, I believe, in the springtime. But Saturday was a re- really good race, in my opinion. We saw a lot of hot, slick racing. We saw handling was a big key. It was a big differential. And whose car was at the front, whose car wasn't, who was performing well, who wasn't. It was a really good race. And on Sunday, we saw more of a pack racing, but it's still, I still like the racing on Sunday as well. But without further ado, everybody, we all know what you want to do. You want to get into that controversial finish on Sunday, right? Well, before we get to the finish, I want to talk about one thing. I'm going to lead off with this. The 20 and the 23 made a pit crew swap. And we saw the 20 lose a wheel. Now, from my, from my knowledge, that was the Jackman. That was on the Jackman, and the Jackman wasn't swapped. But they lost the wheel on pit road. And because of that, that created controversy. Should they receive a penalty or not? Because they still lost the wheel. But they lost the wheel on pit road. And NASCAR released a penalty report saying that the 20 would not be subject to a penalty. Because it was on pit road. Now, NASCAR has also went on ahead and said at the end of this season, because it wouldn't be fair to all other competition that already got penalized and has to serve penalty and is actively serving penalties for a loose wheel. At the end of this season, they're going to redo. They're going to like readjust the rule, I believe. They're going to readjust the rule. I'm going to provide an update on the rule tomorrow. But that's that on that. Well, the funny thing about all that is when the 20 lost his wheel, we saw Bubba Wallace pull off a pit road. <laughs> right in front of the 20 and in the rear view mirror, he's just looking at that. But that's it, it on that subject. Next topic at hand, Ross Chastain's aggressiveness. And is it going to come back and bite him later on down the line? And if so, who's going to be the guy to do it? Now, in my opinion, I feel like it's going to be Denny Hamlin. Denny and Ross are steady finding their ways into each other around the track, and Denny got into a wreck off of Ross Chastain's back bumper, and then we saw a few more guys were upset at Ross for the crash that, that he caused early on in that race that created a multi-car pileup. There's going to be a lot of question marks going forward as to how teams race the one, as he's pretty much solidified himself in the playoffs right now. But we got a couple of tracks on that playoff grid that you could get dumped at. But you got to be strategic with it because you don't want to dump a guy and then he ends up dumping you back and then you're just playing bumper cars, but this is the playoffs. Now both of you guys are either out of competition or you end up taking yourself out because he ends up wrecking you. And Ross is one of the faster guys on the track. A lot of times when he does get into a guy, he's moving him out the way to move forward. You also have to think about that as well. 
But in my opinion, Ross, he's driving real aggressive. But a lot of the aggressiveness that we're seeing lately, it happens pretty early in the race. There's plenty of time to go in the race for you to be aggressive, for you to make up those positions. And I think that's what a lot of guys are re- ultimately mad about, especially with that big wreck that we saw in, early on in the race. Now, I do feel like he's going to get raced a lot harder, but I don't necessarily see guys just running into him, taking him out every week unless it really is bad between here and the start of playoffs. But Ross Chastain is the driver that NASCAR fans have been wanting. They want that hard, aggressive driver a la Dale Sr., but it's starting to get a little out of hand because you're doing this on the on high speed tracks, on the plate tracks, on taper spacer tracks. That's not really gonna fly over for a lot of guys because that's gonna collect a lot of guys. But that's all I had to say about the Ross Chastain situation. He still has fast cars though because he got into that crash. He had a taped up car. And he was still there for the finish, and we're gonna get to the finish now. We had a. At Nashville, a late race caution. I believe it was a late race. No, it wasn't a late race caution. It was a late race crash, but it didn't. It didn't like lead to a caution. They finished the race. Here we got Corey LaJoy, Chase Elliott. They make contact. Chase Elliott goes for a block on Corey LaJoy, and then Corey gets into a crash and turns one and two and down the back straightaway. But the caution is thrown, and there was a little bit of controversy about. Oh, NASA was gonna throw the caution then, but they didn't throw the caution then. In Nashville, they didn't want the golden boy to win. And that's like a multi-car pileup, guys. You gotta throw the caution for that. And then plus you still got guys behind that. They're still racing. And then that's probably around the area where you had to still go in at a high rate of speed on the cooldown lap as well. Those are the reasons why they threw the caution. And then plus with that package that we saw on Sunday. I don't think Ross Chastain, who was the second place car, told you he was going to be there. I didn't think he was going to be able to make the pass on Chase Elliott. But Chase was able to get that third win of the season and win on the track that's a mile, that's an hour and a half away from his hometown. I'm not going to call this his hometown track for that specific reason. Um, no, I'm just playing. But what I have to say about this race, I like both races. And I think they should keep them at this spot on the schedule. But help out the fans more and make it a night race or make it a transition race weekend. Because a lot of a lot of fans don't want to be there in the summertime when it's hot in Atlanta. Sitting outside, there's no shade for real. You're, the shade at Atlanta is like in turns one and two. A lot of fans, they're gonna be. It just help out the fans. Make move the race to the night race. I want more races to be at the nighttime in the summer for this reason because it's so hot. It's, it makes it harder on the drivers and the fans. So when the new TV deals are up and TV contracts start to be made, I really want NASCAR to add more night races to the schedule or work around the TV schedules to add to implement more night racing because. Night racing would have made the racing that much better. But I want it to be a transition race at this type of track because you would be able to see what we saw at the ends of both races on Saturday and Sunday. 
but you'll also be able to see it speed up, go up a little bit more at night. And night racing, in my opinion, proves better racing than day racing at some of these tracks, especially these hot, slick tracks when the sun is out hot, when they got the spacers on, tapered spacers on and things like that. One track in the future I want to see them run at at night is the Rovo. Make the Charlotte Rovo a night race. Come on, guys. Y'all can do it. But that was my take on today's week of Let's Talk NASCAR. The next race on the schedule is at New Hampshire. And we're going to be back. At, we're going to be at New Hampshire this weekend. Well, NASCAR is going to be at New Hampshire this weekend. And I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until next time, man, y'all have a good night. Peace.